Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite. And famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets, truly. They're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey, it's Andy here with my co-host, John Hill. Hey, John. Uh, How are you? This was a great week. I'm good. We had a really good week, and I got dad shamed, (laughs) and you're going to hear it. I got dad shamed. You're going to hear it. I hope you're okay. It hit me, took me by surprise, but- When you take calls, that's the risk you take. I know. It's interesting. I actually thought she was kind of trying to pick a fight with me. I don't know. You'll hear it all. And later, we've got Sherry Shepard, who is- Always a great guest. You don't even, it's like, you know why? She's a talk show host and a stand-up comedian. That's right. Just one of those professions would make her a great guest. Both makes her a great, great guest. She'll be on a little later. So last night was meant to be Ben's first concert ever. Oh. Uh, John Mayer is at Madison Square Garden for two nights. And don't you know on... Monday, they called and they were like, he has a little fever. Can you, you know, can you come get him early from school? And I picked him up and I was like, look. And he was like, well, I need to get better because it's my first concert tomorrow. It's my first concert tomorrow. And um, he had, by the way, the most minor fever on Monday. And then, of course, he woke up Tuesday and it had developed and he had like a hundred one and he was not well enough to go to the show now to and it was so sweet because they made him a little pat they made him his own pass and they put stars on it uh john's tour manager and um it was very sweet and they had shake shack in the back for us that they were meant that was meant you know, Ben and I were going to be able to like have burgers and fries, which is his favorite, of course. And so it was a bummer, but I have to say he rolled over about it very easily. He was like, I understand. And I was like, look, if you're better tomorrow, there's another show tomorrow. I mean, I think he thinks maybe there's just shows all the time, but he, uh, unfortunately didn't make the show. I did. And, it was phenomenal. Uh, Steve Miller came out uh, and performed The Joker with uh, John, and it was unbelievable. I put a clip up on my 
Instagram story. It was so great. I love Steve Miller and I love that song. And coincidentally, uh, my old friend Jeannie, who I grew up with, she wound up coming and taking Ben's ticket. And she and I, that was our song, The Joker. We loved Steve Miller, Take the Money and Run, Joker, um, all those songs. And so it was a great surprise uh, to have that happen. And we got to dance uh, like we were in high school. And it was really cool. Really, really cool. I hope Ben's well enough. He has 99 degrees this morning. I hope he's better. He got in my bed at four in the morning and he's like, Daddy, I feel I feel sick, my fever. And it was like a heat bomb got in my bed. I was like, oh, girl, I got to turn the AC down if we're doing this. I turned it down. Anyhow, wishing the little fellow well. Sally in Connecticut. Hi, hey. how are you? Good, how are you? I'm very good. I'm a big, big fan of you, Thanks. your show, all of Bravo. Thanks. But I took a little umbrage with the fact that you said you went to the concert. Ben didn't get to go, but I did. But he was homesick with a fever. Don't you think he would have wanted his daddy home with him? You said he came in the bed at 4 a.m. So I'm, I feel kind of bad for him that you left him homesick and went and had a good old time when he was looking forward to going, too. Well... Guess what? Uh, he was, how I left him was bathed in his PJs in my bed watching a new Charlie Brown movie. He wanted nothing to do with me whatsoever. He only wanted to be watching this Charlie Brown movie, which the moment it ended, which would have been the way I timed it, 8.15 p.m., he went into his bed and passed out. And the concert had not even started by that point. So, yes, I probably could have stayed and put him in his bed, but I went a little earlier. And What if he woke up, what if he woke up crying for daddy and you were at a concert? Are you doing a bit right now? Uh, no, I just would have felt so guilty. I'm a mom, you know, and I just would have felt... I would not have been able to leave my sick child. That's all. Okay. Well, you know what? If he was deathly ill, trust and believe, I would have been sitting there with him, nursing him back to health. His temperature at that time was about hovering at about 99. And it's what, by the way, I don't even believe the temperature on those new temperature wands which give you a different reading every time but trust me if he was deathly ill i would have stayed home if you have a good time well sally i don't want to tell you because i feel like you're going to shame me more than you've just shamed me well, I'm glad that you got my point at any rate. No, I, I, I actually anyway. didn't get your point. You're not getting my point. I got your point. You were going no matter what. No. If he was really... <laughs> listen, I have tickets for both nights. I mean, I, if he was really sick, I would have stayed home. Okay. You win. Oh, boy. All right. Are we Are we good? Yeah, we're we're always going to be good. We're oh. always going to be good. We just can have a difference of opinion on this matter. Okay. 
All right. All right. I feel, I feel a little dad shamed, Sally. Can't help but feeling um, it. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry, but you got to, you know, put this time in their life, it goes by so fast. And when it's over, it's over. And Are then, you, you know, were you about to say that I need to put my children first, Sally? Is that what you were about to say? No. Okay. You always put your children first. Okay. I, I can tell that. Okay. But okay. this particular incident, I don't know. An incident? It's an incident. You see, you said you had tickets for both nights. Yeah. Did you go on the second night or the first night? Last night was the first night. Tonight okay. is the second night. I okay. am hopefully okay. going to be going with Ben tonight. But here's the big news. If he's got a slight fever, I'm going without him. Take him anyways. No. So you think I should take him? him. What? Take, put a mask on him and take him anyway. Okay, now you lost me. Now you lost Why? me. Why? Because if he's got a little fever, I what if it makes it worse? It's past his bedtime. Give him a nap during the day. Give him his first concert experience that you promised him. All right. Okay. All right. You got to be flexible, I guess. Okay. Let's leave it here. Thank you, Sally. I can't believe I talked to you today. It's my greatest day ever. Wow. Have a wonderful day. Now okay. that I shamed you, I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks, Sally. Goodbye. Oh, bye. Bye. Um, let me just pick my mouth up off the floor. I, 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 I don't know what to say. John? <laughs> I, I feel blessed by the Lord that the computer crashed during all of that and I had to restart it so I couldn't chime in. I think that's, you know, an interesting situation I just listened to. Lori in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Hi, John. I cannot hey. get over the woman that just called. How dare she criticize you and then want you to take a sick child to a concert well, that's when she so lost many me. people. Yeah, that, that was the killer. I mean, and what happens if he's so sick? You're going to get other people sick around Well, by the way, you? if he's... Uh, right, yes. Right, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so turned off by her. You know what? I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, and I... What happens if somebody has to... If you're a working parent... And your child is sick. What do you stay home because they have ninety nine, or do you have a, a a babysitter, a backup plan? Right, right. Did she stay home from work every day that her child was sick? That's a good point. Well, I think her point is I went and did something fun without him, and she thought it was. You know what? Yeah. It's okay to do fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah you yeah. are with him, so you are. I, I do have your book, and you are. Like the best dad, you've Thanks. got. You're single. Thanks. You've got two kids to take care Thank of. You. Thank you. You know what? He was sick. He was happy to go to bed. He was. He was. Happy he, to was. he needed to go to bed. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Thank you, Lori. I appreciate it, <laughs> okay. and I appreciate okay. Mandy in Houston, Amy in New Jersey, Ali in Ottawa, Bobby in Pennsylvania, and Sarah in Ohio. Uh, you are all on hold saying the same thing. I really appreciate it. I'm like. Covered in sweat now. I'm like fully schwitzy now.
We're going to be right back with Sherry Shepard on Andy Cohen's Deep and Shallow. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Season two of Sherry Shepard's hit talk show, Sherry, is on now for more info and tickets to the live studio audience. Visit SherryShowTV.com. Hey, don't forget, Sherry uh, has a podcast with Kim Whitley, who we love, called Two Funny Mamas. New episodes every Friday. You can hear it wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Andy. How you doing? I'm so good. You are always such good vibes. I'm excited. Why are you always such good vibes? Are you ever in a crap-ass mood? Oh, yeah, when I'm around my, when I'm with Jeffrey. Like he, right. if you tell him Mama is always in a good mood, he'd be like, that, "That's not true. That's not my mom." Oh my yeah, because I'm always like, "Did you do this? I told you to do the laundry. What are you doing up there in that room? Open the door." So, <laughs> you know what? Talk to me about that because you're a single mom. Yes, I am. I'm a single dad. Uh-huh. It's so hard, and I have two, and it's so hard being everything to them because you're yes. the good cop and the bad and the you're the bad good cop. guy and the bad guy yeah and i look at him and i think he's really confused sometimes because i think he loves me and he hates me all at the same time yeah and that's just, you know, that's what jeffrey goes through i mean i'm even going through that with jeffrey i said i love you but boy i don't like you right i like literally want you to get out how of old house. is he now jeffrey just turned 18 oh wow he just oh, I, turned 18 oh i and, can't wait until i can speak to ben this way oh my gosh yeah i didn't tell him that when he was little because then it affects things like the self-esteem I'm I'm like now you got self-esteem you're getting on my nerves yeah you, but you know when they're little you do it's that guilt because also if you're not like you know working all the time and you feel like oh i'm not there and um jeffrey started like a couple years ago saying why can't you be like everybody else's mom why you have to come to school with all the makeup on why you have to wear a wig all the time and i'm like you don't want to see me without one all right i'm just, all right that's it's, that's what he gets you on oh yeah he doesn't like the glamour he really? he jeffrey now is like i don't want you talking about me because he's now he's oh, he's going wow. through the hormone okay, thing okay. and um one of his teachers said wow your mom makes a story out of anything oh god that is the worst and jeffrey has his asperger so that he took it very literally right and he's like i don't want to i don't want everybody knowing my picture because they walk up to him and they go Je- jeffrey and it's like they know, they go, did you do, th-? they know everything about him and he doesn't like that. You're speaking to me so much right now because <sighs> I'm dealing with this thing where I, I stopped showing Ben on social media, yeah. but I was playing his audio of our car conversations right? and he was in, we're on the way to camp and he's like, my calculations are, it's going to be a bad day. Someone came up to us at a farm stand one day and she's like a stranger, Ben, what are your calculations for the day? And yeah. he looked at her and he was like, what Why? you what know like you what yeah. and i was like oh god i have to stop doing this like this is terrible he did not sign up for the, you know it's a hard thing because like i remember when jeffrey was younger 
I would tell Jeffrey, you can't talk to strangers. And then somebody would come and go, Sherry, and they would hug me. And he and it was it was hard. It was confusing to him because he's like, you hug people all the time. Or they would come up to him and go, Jeffrey, how's school? Did you learn so and so? Because I talked about it all the time. And it was confusing. And it's just it is. This is what we do. Right. It Now, it's harder when Ben tells you don't talk I about because I, I told Jeffrey, I said, you're my money. Like, I don't talk <laughs> about I don't talk about relationships. Like, right. all I got is you, Jeffrey. So what did he say to that? That's so interesting. Jeffrey's like, whatever. Don't show my picture. Right. And like, and Andy, I have so much funny stuff about this this um, phase that he's in now. Right. And I'm and I'm just like, darn it. I don't want it to get back to him. Right. or Because yes. his, the students at his school watch me. And there's so much stuff like him going to prom and the girlfriend he has now. And I'll tell you one thing, because I don't think, because they broke up. But like, literally, the girl came. I got to tell. It's like I'm bursting. <laughs> <laughs> the girl came over to the house. And I, I remember calling Garcelle Bouvet. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, the girl's coming over to the house. And I, he all he wants he wants they want to kiss and she was like and I said what and she goes I know because you know I'm going through with my son and And so I went and bought I DoorDash and they went to Staples and they bought cameras and and I put a camera in the family room and so I'm downstairs in the basement and I'm looking at this thing and they're watching TV now did he know he didn't know okay go on and I tried to put it behind the sign that said love and I had like it but it's a blinking (laughs) light and it's and I'm going oh my god and I said and I showed Garcella a picture. I go, they're not um, doing anything. And then I was like, oh, God, they're kissing. Right. I can't, I can't, I can't watch it. It was like, it was something dirty. And I couldn't watch oh it. Oh, my God. And I stopped. And then um, Jeffrey was like, come up to the room. And so I was like, oh, God, Garcelle, they're going up to the room. And she right. goes, what are you going to do? And so I, Put a camera in I ran up before them. And I said, Jeffrey, okay. I got to get the laundry because the laundry room is up on the level. He's on okay. the level by himself. And so, because uh, it's my office office in the laundry room in his room and I ran up because I had a camera and it literally was like mission impossible hold on I hold ran- on you ran up with the intention with this camera of putting it in his, in his room, room. Because okay, keep I was going. Like, now, we're in a brown Because I have been wondering when I have to remove the nanny cam from Ben's room, Honey, and now I'm realizing you. maybe I've got about 18 when years When Jeffrey here. was little, I had the nanny cam, but I used to do things. I'd be on the plane, and I would see him in the room, and i go, Jeffrey, what you doing? And all he heard was a voice in the thing. He would look around, and he'd go, stop that! I thought it was fun. He did not like it, and when he found out where the nanny cam was, I could see him, because when I would go out of town, I needed to see who was walking in his room and the ba- and the the person taking care of him, he would turn it over, and so all you could hear me all muffled was going, Jeffrey, turn it back up. Right, I need to right, see right. you. But this one, I ran upstairs and I had to. I, I I tore up the box and I'm trying to read how you put the camera on oh Wi-Fi. Oh my god! And no I, way! And I can hear them talking and they're coming upstairs and I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna pee on myself. Oh my gosh, I can't. And I'm trying to put the camera on the shelf and I finally, as they walked in the room. It started blinking and it was on my phone and I was like, oh my gosh. And I pushed it with my butt so they couldn't see it. Okay. And my son, he's like not aware of stuff. So he never saw the light blinking of the camera. All he had to do was look up. Now, let me ask you a question because I want to, I had to, I want tell to that. hear the rest you of this. You and Garcelle were the only Hold ones on. that and know And now everyone. Now everybody now, does. Here's the thing. What? You know... That whatever's going to happen in there is something you do not want to see. I so why it. are you torturing yourself? Because you know what, Andy? Because I got a boy and he's dating a girl. Okay. And like daddies get, a, you know, yeah, protective yeah. and right. mothers. They get like really like it's always the boy is the problem. And I'm so like, what did you see? 
Nothing. They play video games. No. And my son, you know what I realized? My son is such a gentleman. Oh. Like, they play video games and he would kiss her on the cheek. And then sometimes they would turn, like, as soon as she turned her head, he, I was like, oh, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. But they never, like, they sit on the edge of the bed and play video games. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Does he know All the right. camera is in the room now? He's, no. Once she left, I turned it I turned it away and took the cord out. Good. So he, my son okay. don't even pick up his draws. Okay. So he, like, does not see a camera. Okay. Okay. So he, he will step over jeans and T-shirts. Right. So now, no. on on a more personal level, yeah. even, <laughs> I, you've been very public with his Asperger's. Yes. Um, uh, he's on the autism spectrum. Yes. Know, and so how how is he doing as a young adult now? How is he assimilating and, um, and how's he doing? This one is a little bit of a struggle for us because for years, Jeffrey was misdiagnosed. I remember. And so for years... I was told that he had developmental delays. Okay. So parents would say to me, oh, your son is autistic. And I go, no, he's not autistic. Okay. His developmental delays. So doctors told me he would grow out of, you know, being behind. Interesting. As he got older, he would grow out of these delays and catch up with people by the time he was about 16. Well, when he was 16, I started going, um, I'm seeing things that are not, that don't feel right. But so many people, Andy, Mothers would say to me, stop putting that label on him that something's wrong. Stop. He is a, let, he is a rise to the occasion. Expect great things and Jeffrey will rise to it and stop. And so I felt inadequate as a parent. Like he was getting tutored by a really expensive tutor who tutors a lot of celebrity kids um, who you'd know. And he would he said to me, single mothers are are really because you're so protective you don't know when to let your boys go and so they're going to play you and they're going to do this and they're going to give you excuses and you got to step back so I would see him getting on Jeffrey and Jeffrey would look at me like mom I don't know why I don't have my homework I don't know why uh the numbers are a jumble and why I can't do 12 Mm -hmm. math problems and I kept going everybody was like you're too you're too protective and you mother him too much. Okay. And then we found out he was in an improv class, Second City, and some of the kids wouldn't talk to him. And that's when I saw things that just, I went, hmm. And I had him um, tested. I had tested. Well, COVID came, pandemic. Oh, wow. So for another year and a half, he didn't get tested because okay. he was always on the online. We couldn't go out the house. But once we got out of COVID, he got uh, tested again. And they said, he's on the autism spectrum. And I went, I knew. That's why I tell parents if you feel something, right? Go, you well, know, that had to be that. such a relief too, because then you can figure out then how I knew to what communicate was with on. him and what yes. how he can communicate with and others. And I realized, and, like all the meltdowns and what I thought were, you know, you got an attitude, watch your tone, were right. just anxiety attacks. Wow. So now just trying to play catch up yeah. because he does not want the label of autism. Right. He doesn't think he's autistic. Right. right. You know because. Nobody ever told him. So by the way, how did he do at the improv class? Is he funny? Is he? Does he have any of your? My son is so funny. His father is a stand-up comic, and I'm a stand-up comic. Oh really? But he wants nothing to do with what we do. Because why did he take the class? Well, I put him in the class because he's so daggone funny. All right, all right. You know, that's funny. But Jeffrey, like, he would be on stage, and all the kids were talking, and he'd be like, "Well, anyway, so and so," and then you know, and he talk about one subject, and I was like, "Boy, it's listen." Yeah, right. You know, and that's when I was like, "Okay, wait," but he. He was still funny. That's fun, you know. Um, now Jeffrey has has started to clamp down on using him as material. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and I know that you're, you know, you're very, um, you're look, you the show, you kind of 
took over for Wendy Williams, but it's not I the Wendy Williams show. Slot. You took her time I slot. I took her time And it's slot. the same studio, but it's yes. a totally different show. Yes. But you still get out there and do something very difficult, which is you sit there and talk for the first, you know, and you yeah. do your own kind of hot topics. But Absolutely. you're not, I mean, she was like a shade assassin and she was, she had some crazy opinions yeah. of this. You, you are very, um, you're more, it's like kind. it's like light I mean, and I'm love to think and how, joy and exactly. So yeah, that, that's your, what I your vibe is your vibe. Is yes, what, absolutely. All I'm trying to say. So how do you navigate filling that time when now Jeffrey's clamping down, right? And you're not the person who's going to be like you're an asshole about exactly. some celebrity. Like, how have you found the rhythm of that conversation for the first 20 minutes of your show? I think it helps being a stand-up comic. Yes, I can, of course. I can stand on the stage for an hour and a half and I and can just, talk and right. make people laugh. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I, I believe that God gave me this show at this age yes. because I'm very confident of what I bring yes. and what I do. Yep. So because I know how to stand on stage and talk yeah. and I know how to take a topic like my son and I know how to take it to the stage and make it funny. Uh-huh. I when I look at topics that go on, I go, what where is the funny uh-huh. in this? Like there was a TikToker, a young girl that said, I'm asking old people, what did you do before the internet? I did an entire rant on that right. just off of we used wow. Encyclopedia Britannica. Right. And I know you're thinking and I showed a picture and I said, I know you're thinking that that is Game of Thrones. Right. But it <laughs> it it is from I do stand up. Yes. So I'm able to make things funny and have an opinion. Yeah. Now, how do I do it without making um like making people mad yep. because I am in this business and I've been on the other end where somebody has ambushed me yep. or talked about me yep. and they didn't know the whole story of what I was going through, like yep. my divorce. So I have to look at it also like I'm, I am, I learned that from the view, Yeah, you know, Whoopi would say to me all the time, we're not going to talk about that. And she says, Sherry, you are an actress. You're going to have a career beyond right. this show and celebrities have long memories. Yes. So I learned to, Pivot and shift yeah. and censor. Yeah. So I would I can get snarky in the room with with right. with my producers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't come out. You always know the line. You always, I always know write the line. it so line. Did you have? Do you have a big background in improv? No, with improv folks, either improv folks did improv or stand up comedy. Okay, that's kind of the branch. Because if you if you immerse yourself in improv, you didn't really have time to do stand up comedy. Yeah. So like the stand up comics, we didn't do improv. We all it was always stand up comedy. I learned to do improv. Uh, by being on the stage and having hecklers. Yeah. How <laughs> often do you change your act, your stand-up act? Depending on what happens, I have stuff that's just, you know, I'm evergreen. At, I, that's yeah. I'm I'm at this age, and there's things that are happening at this age that I always can talk about. Yeah. When I was in my 20s, I talked about a lot of sex. Yeah. Because that's what I what, I think Chris Rock said the same thing. That is what I was thinking about in my 20s: dating, going out, partying. Right. Well, I don't do that. I try to be in bed by like 10 o'clock, so yeah. I can't talk about going to clubs. So it depends on what is going on in my life that I talk about. I would like to see a Sherry Shepard Netflix special or something just of your stand-up. Is that something that you yeah, I would aspire love to. to? Yeah, I would love to. But do you worry that if you do that, it will mean you have to come up with a totally yes, new that's act? A big, I mean, that's... Okay, first of all, let me tell you something. I'm lazy. 
Okay. okay, okay. When I see people, you're not that lazy. You have a talk show. You're a single mom. Like you have a lot of shit going on. Well, maybe so I, I say wouldn't I'm tired. say you're lazy. Uh, so you are tired. tired. Okay. When you because sitting down and writing new material, like Kathy Griffin, uh, Amy Schumer, S- yeah. Sarah Silverman, they come up with every time I look around, I got a special. Yeah. And I will say, like Michelle Buteau, you got another. Well, how do you right, get all right. the material? And but s- you know what I do now? I was gonna ask. Do you have a notes app and you just start every every now? I, Anything that I talk about that makes you laugh, I will I will write it uh-huh. down, and I will try to write down as much as I can that re- that I remembered that made you laugh and conversations. And now I go home and I go, Sherry, you got to stop being lazy, and you have to write for twenty minutes. Wow! And now I'm not trying that? to get like five specials. Yeah. Kevin Hart has a special every other day. You know, <laughs> uh, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. Every time I look yeah. around, I'm like Kevin, where are you? Golly, you got yeah. a vegan restaurant. You got this going on. And so now I'm just like, let me just try to write some stuff yeah. down. Who's been your comedic, who was your kind of comedy role model as you were coming up? Um, Rita Rutner. Rita Rutner. If you remember Rita yes, Rutner. Yes, of course I do. And she didn't even start out as a stand-up. I think she was a dancer, uh-huh. like a ballerina. Uh-huh. And she looked at this and said, I, I can work for the rest of my life and make money as a stand-up. And, and Whoopi. And Whoopi. And Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. And was Rita Rudner someone that you um, came to to know at I all? I never met her. Never I met would her. love to tell her like she was an influence. Wow. Um, and I just watched other comics. It was Whoopi that I watched a lot with the storytelling. Yeah. So I tell stories, which has helped me on my show. Yeah, of course. Because I, I don't just do boom, boom, joke. I tell stories. Mm-hmm. And um, so you can tell me, I can sit at the couch, sit on the chair and go, this is what happened to me today and tell a story. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, uh, Andrew Dice Clay uh, and Eddie Griffin, they know they were the ones that like got me to do it scared. Really? So those two, I gave their flowers to them. So they were they mentors to you or you watched them from afar? No, they thought I wanted to sleep with them. Okay. They thought I was a groupie. All right. Yeah, I saw him. I was a legal secretary and I went and that was our, going to the comedy store and you saw the names yeah. above the door, which my name is right there at the wow. top uh, in the you. main room. But you, you go in and I had never been to a comedy club before yeah. and it was so like, it was magnetic and, yeah. and I was making all these women laugh and Andrew Dice Clay got up and that's when he was going, hickory dickory dock, my young, your wife's yeah, right. mouth is on my beep. Right. And he was making women mad and he was doing that and one lady turned around and she goes, you're, you're as funny as him. You could do this. Really? And it, what you say, and this is what I take on my show, what you say can plant a seed for greatness or it could really yeah. tear somebody down and destroy I, them. How was the sex with Andrew Dice Clay? Well, I never did. I'm just have, kidding. Let me. I, I tell female comics okay. all the time. Yeah. When you get in this business, don't sleep with the comics. Yes. Because they will circle around you like sharks. A new face. What, Everybody they will wants, all try to fuck you. Everybody. No. If you fuck one, they all try to fuck you. They all try to. Is it, and is, if you is, do is it one, so hard up out there for these guys? Well, because you, here's can't... the thing: we're on the road all the right. time. You're with comics all the time. You understand the light. We're at, if we, once we do comedy, we all go to IHOP, and so you're always together. Yes. You understand it. Yeah. You go on the road together. Wow, it's like that a click breeds. in high school. You don't want the reputation, and you don't, and you don't yeah. want the reputation because they're going to tell everybody. Yes, and then it is going to take you ten years to get over to get it. your reputation back. Right. And I will tell you this: this one comic I slept with. One comic never told anybody. He never did anything because nobody knew me. Then all of a sudden, he was on the doggone foxhole, and then they were talking about 
who they slept with as celebrities. I don't know how I heard this. I was cleaning. And they and, they, and he goes, I slept with a celebrity. And they go, who did you sleep with? And he goes, well, I'm not going to say that. She is, she's she's like on a panel talk show. Oh, God. And this is what everybody said. They went, Sherry Shepard? Oh. No way. The Christian girl? Please. And I laughed so oh, hard. Oh, that is so good. No matter what he said, they was like, the Christian Sherry Shepard? You ain't no, sleep she, with her. Right. You in your wildest dreams. Oh, that is great. And so every time we see each other, I go, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah you, you tried you, it. You tried it. You tried it. <laughs> you know, speaking of your being kind of challenged and inspired when you were in the audience and, and your friend said, you know, you're as funny as them. And I love what you're doing on Sherry this season because you're doing this funny over 50 uh, nationwide search yes. where you're looking for women over 50 who kind of always dreamed of this or who their friends always said, you can do this. Yes. And you're trying to, you're going to, you're going to have a little, uh, a, little, a discovery I, mode, a star yes. search. Because I feel like, you know, so many people, so many women feel like, oh, I know I'm funny, but I never have the chance. It's hard getting on a lineup at these comedy clubs. You will go and see one woman and 10 men. And it's just very, very hard. But this is also a business where you can start late in the game. Look at Leanne Morgan. Like, you know, yeah. you can start late doing stand-up because funny is funny. But you just need the chance. And I just said, you know what? Somebody gave me a chance, and I want to give them a chance to That's be so seen, to be heard. Idea. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you get to be on my laugh lounge, and I'm hoping that somebody will see this comic and give them a chance. Yeah. But also I'm going on tour with Kim Whitley on my Two Funny Mamas tour, yeah. and we're going to take them with us. Oh, that's well, great. I haven't told Kim that, but right. that's going to yeah, happen. That's, that's the one thing I have yeah, not yeah, discussed yeah. it with right. Kim. Well, sure <laughs> that's part that. of the package. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I, you know, look, you look at Roseanne Barr, who was taken out of obscurity. She was truly Absolutely. a housewife. You look at Lizzo, who worked at a tax office uh-huh. and then became Lizzo. Become. I mean, you can do this. It's and a comedy. great message. Yeah. I, I love it because comedy, the older you are, actually the better you are because uh-huh. you have so much life experience. Yeah. You can talk about the gamut of things being this because so you got so much up under your belt. And I just, I'm really looking forward to seeing who can bring something to this competition. That's very cool. Well, season two of Sherry Shepard's nationally syndicated talk show, Sherry, is uh, up now. You can uh, get more info and find out how to be in the studio audience. It's a great time. Go to SherryShowTV.com and check out Two Fun- Funny Mamas, uh, her podcast with Kim Whitley, and coming to Two Funny Mamas tour coming to a city near you. Yeah, I think the next two are the Kim and I doing when we're in Bethesda, Maryland. Okay, so yeah, And then we're, I'm going to Club Quarantine to do stand-up this weekend with D-Nice. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. It's Gina Yashere. I can't even wait at that's, the Kennedy Center. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm wearing sequins and yeah, everything. Yeah, you should. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, we, are you taping shows today? Uh, I'm not taping shows today. Tomorrow, we're back live. You Thursday. have all this glam and outfit today well, and you know, you're not taping shows i got an emmy nominated team they yeah. get so excited wow. when i do other stuff wow yeah, this excited well them. you turned it out for a radio show <laughs> i mean you. i come in here in sweats looking about like my breast shit reduction oh well, my god tell I gotta come back. yeah i got my breast reduction mazel so, tov that's yeah, you great can they look, look great they look, i know they do don't they but by the way i mean you know with all due still generous because that's the thing you have i tell women when you go in there don't be getting all little you yes. still need you got you still need something to cover your stomach yeah like you, you. Because here's the thing: when you cut everything off, then you, you can see everything. Did you have a lift too? Because they're they're. 
pert. Yes. Well, what it was was my boobs were flat full. They okay. were flat full. So they, right. took, they took the flat out and they pressed the full all the way yes, up to the... Yes, they did. So they took the fat that was at the bottom okay. of my boobs and they pushed it all the way up. I feel like you're saying rise and shine Yes, they me. are. Yes. Like literally, I sent pictures even and I sent like Garcelle Bouvet a picture. I sent everybody pictures of my boobs because okay. they're so pretty. Right, and I she was like, you got to tell me. List. You, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. I will send you some. I love it. And I'm a boob see, man. You are a boob man? I am, yeah. Oh my God. They are so like, I, I, they're, I'm i lighter because they were wow. huge and they were heavy. Wow. And they made my nipples perky. Okay. Like before they was like, you know, like they was like the lights on a card is one crooked, one sitting yeah, up. Yeah, right, right, right. They yeah. made the areola no, small. Oh my yeah. gosh, when I tell you. Yeah. They look so good. And um, the areola is smaller. It used to be like the size of a pancake. Now it's like a silver dollar, like a little quarter. <laughs> and like it's, it, it's perky now all the time. I didn't know they could be so perky. This is my universe that I'm winding up an interview and someone says, but I haven't had a chance to talk about my breast reduction. I'm so excited. Uh, I mean, this is, this is, this is Like, I, I can go without a bra. Oh is my that true? G- wow. Yes. Before wow. if I go without a bra, these are swing low. Yeah, right, right. I mean, they yeah. like, it's hanging. Right. You like, said you need something to cover your chest with. Yes. Yeah, like they now were. they put me in something and it was like, the, I had that like the cleavage thing all the way down to my belly button. Right. Like I didn't need a bra. I wore a bra, no bra on the, on the first show, you know? That's and great. I was like, I've never done that before. They marked me all up with Crayola crayons and went and to snipping. went to town. Oh, my gosh. All right. We'll catch Sherry and her new boobs on The Sherry Show <laughs> every day. We will be right back after this. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Oh my God, John. I don't know if you do this. I, I don't wash my jeans much. And not only that, I will kind of, if I'm wearing jeans, I'll, I'll wear the same jeans like a few days in a row. Do you do that? Yeah. So you're the other night. You're not supposed to wash them all the time. Yeah, right. What'd you say? You're not supposed to wash yeah, them all not. the time. Yeah, you're not. So the other night, I, I'm going over to SJP's for dinner, and I throw on the the jeans that are like on the floor of my closet or on the island in my closet, whatever. They're my current jeans in rotation. Sure, sure. And I'm walking over there, and I get on her block, and I realize I'm like, there, there's something oh. weird going on, like oh, this with is my to me. leg. Uh-huh. And is I there look, underwear and there's in like the a jean? lump. There was underwear yeah. in the jeans. Classic. There were my Classic. old underwear in the jeans. What did you do with it? Well, so I was like, here's the thing: if I take them out. I'm going to have like underwear. a pair of black briefs right. in my back pocket and they're 
they're, I mean, by the way, they're like, they're not big briefs. I'm a lean guy. Like, they're size 32 waist. I mean, it's not like they're big bloomers. But, but they're you're, also you're like. walk down the street holding they, a pair Yeah, of I don't underwear. want to be like walking into SJ's, is who is already, every time you go over there, she'll be like, did you wash your hands? I'm like, not yet. I just walked in. But here, let me, okay, let me wash my hands. But so. Uh, and so then I thought, well, if I walk in with a pair of old undies in my hand, I'm going to have to like shower up. And I just showered actually. So I just left them in my pants and yeah. then, but like, as I was walking, she lives in a townhouse. I, I go in, I'm walking up the stairs and they're like kind of almost going to fall. I just thought, well, they'll stay yeah. in my pants. My calf leg is not too tight. So then I I walk in and she's like, what is happening with you? Like, what's going on, honey? I'm like, well, I've got like a pair of underwear in my leg. She's like, what you talking about, Willis? I'm like, okay, so I put on my, you know, whatever. She's like, okay, well, what what's your plan? I go, well, I'm just going to leave them in here. So what I wound up doing was... I pulled them up all the way and I kind of put them in my crotch. So it looked like I kind of had extra business in my crotch. But then I thought, they'll just be up here. They're not going to go anywhere if they're like. That's not sustainable for the rest of the evening. Well, it was. And then every so often she would turn to me at dinner and be like, how are your undies? Are they still there? I'm like, yeah, they're still like, they're still here. Um, and I walked home with them again. By the time I got home, they were about to fall out. I think by the time I was in my elevator, I took them out of my pants and just like put them in my back pocket. And then I had to deal with coming in and like the babysitter. I'm like, nothing to see here. Like, don't look that I have a pair of black briefs hanging out of my pants. I once went to Taroni. Italian restaurant here in Los Angeles. Very nice with my old boss, who is a lovely woman. Oh my God. Oh no. And we're sitting there, and I feel something bunched up in my calf leg. And I think it's fabric softener. So I don't hesitate. I pull it out. I should have thought about that first, but I pull it out, and it's underwear as well. And before we really get into it, I just decide to, we're seating out, we're sitting outside by a trash can. So I throw it at the trash can miss the trash can and it lands in a tree above another diner's table. Wow. So my underwear dangled Are above two wet? romantic How many years dinner. ago was this? <laughs> like seven. Were you in your right mind, so to speak? Actually, yes. Wow. <laughs> I was at a work dinner. I just thought it was a under like a very under the radar kind of toss to the trash can. Wow. You know the famous story where I came home, I had been drinking in high school and I came home and I was so drunk and I didn't have enough time to get to the bathroom. I had to puke in the middle of the night. I pulled my underwear off, barfed in my underwear and (laughs) threw it out my window and it landed on the front lawn and I went to bed and then my dad's like, oh, your boxers are in the front lawn? With vomit in them? Yeah. Wow. Well, so, I, that is you know a, the things yeah. we do with our undies. Yeah, People underwear, man. Yeah, I know. 
I was at a dinner a few years ago with Ben. After he was in his diapers, he was meant to be potty trained, and he pooped, <laughs> and he pooped his <laughs> underwear, and I put his dirty underwear in the kitchen trash oh can of my oh host's God. home knowing oh. that it would be i mean knowing that the housekeeper would be, yeah it's trash i mean right. like knowing that it would be thrown out like within the hour because that's how many trash you know it was at a dinner party but i was like oh, okay nothing to see here hopefully <laughs> hopefully no one smells this sorry oh god i oh know god. anyway Wow, we really went on a big undie story today. You never know. We covered a lot. You never know. Well, John, that's it for this week's show. To hear more, you can hear us weekdays on Radio Andy SXM, and we'll see you back here next week. spread the word when you get a fresh hot mccrispy from mcdonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag don't try to wait till you get home always respect hot chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. at best western we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation we can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you lobster mom for weeks afterward what we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide.